Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Welcome back. Lovely getting together. Such good company. Such happy, pleasant faces over here. And, uh, and, um, We always, uh, you know, in, in general, I, I think we always open the Thursday night Chumash and Shonshir by uh, remarking how we're getting together, capping off, celebrating a wonderful Givaldika week. Just the last few months have been very difficult for me to say that. You know, I find myself trying to find a new Nusuf because it's rough times, difficult times for Kla Yisrael, you know, and, and uh, every week I try to kick off the Chumash and Shonshir with just uh, taking note. Of everything that Achenu Kolbeis Israel is going through right now, our brothers and sisters, our cousins, <clears throat> aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews, the Babas and the Zaydas and the Enochloch and Eretz Yisrael, and uh, Baruch Hashem, this past week didn't bring quite as much awful news as previous weeks have, and, and uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu should continue to accept all of our tefillas. And our avoida, we should continue to do what we can over here. You know, everyone's on the front lines. We've mentioned that in the past. We mentioned that in the past. On Shabbos, we're all on the front lines. Elif lamata, elif lamata, and we really have to live as such. We have to realize that you know they're doing their part. On you know they're in Gaza, down south, up north. We have to be doing our part as well. We're on the front lines, Rabbi Isai, and we really gotta be fighting the fight. What does it mean to fight the fight? Everybody knows what that means to fight the fight. We all have fights to fight. We gotta schlep ourselves out of bed in the morning. We gotta daven properly. We gotta schlep ourselves to the Yismedish, schlep ourselves to our chavrusas. And, and um, even if our chavrusas, sometimes we schlep ourselves out the door to show for our chavrusas. And we hear our chavrusas saying, No, really, it's okay. You can stay at home. You know, but it doesn't make a difference what our chavrusas say, Rabbi Isai. We gotta make it, we gotta make it out. And, and it's fighting the fight. We all know where we can fight. And, and, and it's. A time-honored and true, such a true Yisoyed. Wherever we're fighting, our fight is shouldering the fight of our brothers and sisters there on, you know, the, the Gazan border, inside Gaza, the northern border, we're all fighting together. And our fight is helping them be victorious with their fight also. So HaKadosh Baruch should continue to give us the Atashmai us fighting our fight, we should be victorious in our fights and lend victory and good news and good to Basuris to all the Yidden everywhere, Rabbi Say. Really, keep fighting to Yeshua's and the Chamas to Simchas and celebrations. Okay. So, Parshas Yisrael. Parshas Yisrael. Vayishma Yisrael. So let's ask a few questions over here. By Yishma Yisrael, so the parsha begins with telling us what Yisrael heard. What did he hear? He's called Asher Osa Lekim Lameishul Yisrael Amoy Ki Hoytzi Hashem Es Yisrael Mimitzrayim. So he heard everything that Rebbeinu Shem did for Moshe for Klai Yisrael, and Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And um, Rashi explains what was this that Yisrael heard. He heard lots of interesting things and intriguing things, things that piqued him, and and he said, "I gotta, I gotta, go check, check this out." The next pause of Good. So he makes his way out to the desert because of what he heard. What he heard by Yishma Yisrael. What did he hear? Pasuk is a little bit general, a little bit vague. It says Rashi, 
What exactly says Rashi, Perik Yudches, Pesach and again, by the way, tonight's Chumash here is sponsored by a very own Shlomo, the Steve Novik, um, in honor, is still in honor of your son, Ari Novik, turning 18? He's still turning 18. He's still turning 18, okay? Yeah, a lot of nachas to you and a lot of simchas and celebrations for you. Shlomo, the Steve Novik, L'chaim, L'chaim. Yeah, anyway, so Rashi says, what did he hear? Mashmu Hashama Uba. Kriyas Yamsuf Umilchemas Amalek. So Vayishma Yisrael, you heard about Kriyas Yamsuf, that's pretty big, it's pretty fat, right? And you heard about Milchemas Amalek? You heard about the war with, with Amalek. Um, okay, now, now, um, that's the beginning of the Pasuk. Now, there's a very lengthy Rashi over here on the first Pasuk of the Parsha. But there's an end of the puzzle also. Vayishma Yisrael. So Yisrael, heard says Rashi, what did he hear? Mashmu Hashem Abba. Heard about Kriyas Yamsuf and he heard about Amalek. Milchemes Amalek. Milchemes Amalek. Eli, there's seats. There's seats, Eli. Huh? There's seats. Thanks. You're looking for seats. You're looking for shalom. I don't know if there's shalom, but there's seats. Okay. Anyway, so the parish opens with the Mashmu. What did he hear? He heard about Amalek. The Milchemes, the war of Amalek, and he heard about. Now, there's an end of the puzzle also. Ace call Asher also the king of Moshe. Yisrael Amoy heard everything the Rebbe did from to Moshe and to Kla Yisrael. So he heard Hashem as Yisrael Mitzrayim. He's heard everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to Kla Yisrael, and Hashem took them out of Mitzrayim. What's going on at the end of the puzzle? What's what what are, what are these events that Hashem did for Moshe and for Kla Yisrael? So Rashi, let's see Rashi over there. Let's cut to Rashi at the end of the puzzle. Ace call Asher also. Heard everything that Hashem did for Moshe and Klai, so says Rashi, Lohem, Biridas Haman, with the man coming down, that's what Hashem did for Moshe, because the man came down in the schools of Moshe, we know. Ube Be'er, and the Be'er, the well of water, that was the Be'er Miriam. Ube Amalek. And he also heard about Amalek, what Hashem did for Klai Yisrael, Amalek. He heard about Amalek too. And Sam is correctly bewildered. We already talked about Amalek. Amalek was covered in the beginning of the Pasuk. By Yishma Yisrael, what did he hear, says Rashi? Kriyas Yamsu and Melchemes Amalek. Eis Kol Asher also, the king of Moshe Yisrael, Amalek, what was that? Says Rashi, Mon, Be'er, and Amalek. So, it's not like we have a, a shortage of items in the Pasuk to, uh, uh, you know, to, to explain and, and detail all the things that Yisrael heard. We have quite a lot of things. The Pasuk is already packed with lots of stuff over here. Yisrael hears about Kriyas Yamsuf, about Amalek, and the other Pasuk, Man, Be'er. Why are we throwing in Amalek twice? Why does the Pasuk need to mention the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk that Yisrael heard about Amalek? Haloi Dabrahu. You know, something is funny in this Pasuk. It's clear. In the beginning of the Pasuk, hears about Amalek, and the end of the Pasuk, hears about Amalek. The first time wasn't enough. And if the first time wasn't enough, presumably the second time, we know it's never going to be enough, right? Right? How many times, how many times do you have to tell your kids, don't leave the lights on in the car? The last one, you know, and don't leave the lights on in the room when you leave for school in the morning. How many times do you have to tell your kids that until they start listening? There's no answer. One more number than infinity, right? So, so uh, that's it, right? So if you, why, why are we telling Yisrael? Why Yisrael heard twice about Amalek? It's, I think everyone agrees it's something funny in this classic, something that needs to be explained. Okay, let's ask some more questions. You know, this is the parsha of. Um, of Kabbalah's HaToyro. And I think everybody always stops and, and, and kind of is a little bit bothered by this, like, why is Yisroi sandwiched into the, into the parsha of Kabbalah's HaToyro, right? 
Yisra is kind of is kind of like you know packaged <laughs> together with Kabbalah's Hatorah. I mean, good Yisra came out to be Mizgayer. That's very impressive. But then the whole thing with Yisroi and, and Dayanus and the Shoiftim and, 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 and like we would think that the Kabbalah Satoira, you know, should get its own parsha, right? Kabbalah Satoira should get a parsha in of itself, deserves its own parsha. Put Yisroi, I don't know, the end of B'Shalach, delay Yisroi to Mishpata maybe, I don't know. But uh, the, the whole, you know, idea of Shoiftim, it could be Yisroi, there's a day in Chazal that Yisroi only came after Kabbalah Satoira, that it's Damazoi out of order. So why do you have to put Yisroi out of order to have a to have a whole first half of the parsha before Kabbalah Satoru. This is even, you know, especially difficult if you say that the Yisrael Shalai Kasidra that it's written out of order over here. Why are we putting Yisrael out of order to, ha- to, 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 you know, try to squeeze something else into the parsha of Kabbalah Satoru? And even if it's in order, put it at the end of the Shalach. The breakdown of the parsha is, 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 is a Mesoyer. This goes back to, you know, this is uh, the Gemara already. The times, the Talmudic times. Breaking the parsha is not an arbitrary thing. That's not, that's not from the Gaim. Right, so everyone knows the prokim. The prokim are from the gaim. The chapters. That's that's from the gaim. Uh, I don't think so, but it's fine. Okay, okay. We have the, we have the sensing so opinions over here. Okay, all right. I, I mean, don't take it personally. <laughs> so they know, but uh, anyway, anyway. So that notwithstanding, whether that that but the names, the the breakdown, the parshas, that for sure is from from us. That's from the guy. That, that's a Masoiro that goes back to the Gemara and probably even before Chazal. So why, why are we putting Yisrael into Kabbalah Satoiro? Um, what, what, what's the Kesha? What's the connection? You know, that Yisrael has to be the Hakadam. It's clearly the Torah sets it up as like the, you know. The prelude, the opener. This is the opening act for Kabbalah Satoira. What? Why? Why? Why doesn't Kabbalah Satoira get its own parsha? Why is Yisrael getting thrown in there? And I think, lastly, let's 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 be oimed on something now. Those are a few questions, but now let's make a ha'ara. Um, the Torah begins with an interesting word, which seems to set the tone for the whole episode of Yisrael, and maybe the whole parsha. And it's an interesting cho- choice of, of verbs over here. Vayishma Yisrael kain mejan. Yisrael heard. Yisrael heard about what happened. You heard about what happened. Very interesting. We could have said a lot of things. We could have just said, you know, we could have said, I know, Vayavo Yisrael. And Yisrael came. We could have cut to what happened, to the action. And, and Rashi would say, why did Yisrael decide to come? Why did Yisrael decide to come? He decided to come because of all these things that happened. <laughs> the puzzle could have said, Vayavo um, Yisroi. I mean, Agav, how does Rashi know that one of the things that Yisroi heard was about Amalek and Kriyas Yamsuf? It's from the Smichus, from the fact that, that this comes right after Amalek, the end of the Shalach is about Melchamas Amalek. Vayishma Yisroi. So we, we know from the juxtaposition anyway that, that Yisroi was very taken by Amalek, <coughs> very impressed with what happened with Amalek. So we could have just said, Vayavo Yisroi. Yisroi arrived. And, and Rashi would say, why did he decide to come? Vayelech Yisrael Midbar. Vayelech, Vayavoy. Why did Yisrael decide to come? Why did he make this journey? You know why? Because of, uh, because of Amalek, because of Kriyas Yamsuf. Vayishma. Why do we need to, to, to speak at that step of before him deciding to come? He heard. He heard. L- let me be more specific about what I'm asking over here. The Torah doesn't give, the Torah's not here to give stories. The Torah's not a story, like everybody knows that. The Torah's not there to, to make things exciting and graphic and give us details. That's what the Friday night table is about. That's what the, the Friday night, you know, table's for. 
you sit around with your kids, and you make the parsha very dramatic and exciting. The Torah is not here for drama, for suspense, for excitement, for good plot lines and for good storylines. The Torah is here for insights, for limudim, for for us to, to, to take things, you know, to, to take things home and take things to heart. So if Yisrael comes, he arrives in the Midbar, he makes the journey, and I know it's because of what happened last week's Parsha, so it goes to that saying that he heard. Of course he ended up finding out, because if Yisrael never found out about these things, he wouldn't have come. So if all we need, if all we say is Vayavai, by saying Vayavai Yisrael, Vayelech Yisrael, it's self-understood that yeah, Yisrael must have heard about everything. Why does Torah need to emphasize Vayishma Yisrael when A goes with that saying, and B, that's, that, that, that's, uh, Therefore, a little bit superfluous, extra, unnecessary. The whole un, un, he he Right, that's right. But, but, I, but I know he heard about it. Why Vayishma? I know that he heard about it. I, I know that he he um, was very impressed. Why does he have to emphasize Vayishma? That's that's the. the I, I guess we can say it's a question, not a horror, but not as much of a horror. But we, we can call this a question also. So these are the questions we're going to be our opening questions for the uh, tonight's. Tonight's uh, parsha here, and let's try to <clears throat> let's try to put all this together. Let's try to put all this together, and um, and let's see what we can do over here. So, I, I want to begin with the dressing. The um, so we start by asking what's Amalek. Amalek. He's heard, hearing about Amalek twice in the beginning of the pasuk, end of the pasuk. He hears about Amalek twice. That's very strange. Why does he have to hear about Amalek twice? But let's leave that question aside for now. Let's focus on the other questions. <clears throat> Why does Yisrael have to be the, the intro to Kabbalah Satar, why are we sandwiching and packaging these two uh, these two two episodes together? And what's Vayishma? What's Vayishma? Why is the Torah emphasizing that he heard? That he heard. So I want to work backwards with these questions. Let's start with the final question. Vayishma, Yisrael, Yisrael, he heard. Why do we need to know that? It goes without saying that if somebody arrives, it's because he heard something, he heard about it. So the emphasis is like this. It, it seems, if we look a little bit further, if we peel a few layers back over here and, and look beneath the surface, it seems that, it seems that, yes, there's a chair for you over here, yes. It seems that, that, um, that, uh, we have a beer for you, yes, Okay. <clears throat> Shmiya, the, the, the notion of Shmiya, of, of hearing, seems to be kind of related to Kabbalah Satoira in general, the notion of Shmiya, of Shmiya, hearing. Right away we have the famous, what's the, what's Kalei Yisrael's famous um, uh, overture to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. what's Kalei Yisrael's famous response when Nasev and Nishma, Nasev and Nishma, um, so we have, you know, that's the opening phrase. That's like the the iconic, the iconic phrase that, that sums up Klaistral's response, their intuitive response when they're given the offer of of, of the Torah. So we see Shmi over there also. We'll do an, and we'll be Shoimeya. We'll be Shoimeya. And there's another very interesting mention of this verb of Shmiya in connection and conjunction with Kabbalah Torah. Not here, but with the Torah. Excuse me. Talks about Kabbalah Torah the second time around. We have the recounting of Kabbalah Torah. Haskei to Shema Yisrael. Yes, but that's not by, by Kabbalah Torah. Um, 
So when when uh, in Parshas Veschanon, Parshas Veschanon, we have the following pasuk. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Okay. So everyone can, if you want to see this together, it's Perik Dalid. Perik Dalid in Devarim. Okay, that's Deuteronomy. And um, Perik Dalid. And here's where the Torah repeats Kabbalah Satara. The Torah goes through the whole story of Kabbalah Satara again over here. And let's look how the Torah describes uh, what Kabbalah Satara was, what Man Torah was. It's re- describing once again the, the events of, of Parshish Israel, this Parsha. So Perik Dalid, Pasuk Lamed Gibel. Okay? Chapter 4, verse 33. If you have the, the slim blue chumash like I do, it's page 506. You have the big gym over 964. there. What? 964. 964. Okay. So, Pazik Lamed Gimel. Pazik Lamed Gimel. The nation ever hear the Koyla Lakim speaking like you heard twice in one Pazik. Shama, Shama. Did everyone ever hear the Rebbein Shalom? Like you guys heard the Rebbein Shalom? Why, why is, what, what's, what's, why, what, what's the emphasis on hearing? It's Kabbalah. You were Makabal the Torah. There was there's a difference. Of course, you have to hear to be Makabal. But the, the whole point was was Nasina Satayra, Matan Torah, Kabbalah Satayra. No, but the Torah is emphasizing the Shmia, the hearing. Did anyone ever hear? Anyone hear? That's what's so impressive about Kabbalah Satayra that we heard it. That we heard it. And and let's skip now to Pasuk Lamed Vav. Look at Pasuk Lamed Vav. This is again referring to Kabbalah Satayra. Now Hashem is describing what it looked like when Hashem gave us the Torah. How do you describe the the process um, of giving over the Torah? Min Hashemayim hishmiacha es koyler liasreka. From the heavens, Hashem was mashmia. He made his voice heard liasreka to shake you guys up a little bit. So again, we're describing Matan Torah, and and we describe it in 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 in, in the in 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 terms of a shmia process, hearing. And, and the pasuk says at the end the same pasuk also. And Hashem's words, "Shamat," you guys heard. So we have four times in two psukim the mention of Shmia. Shmia, Shmia, Hishmiacha. What's Kabbalah's Torah? How do you define and describe Kabbalah's Torah? Hashem was Mashmia, the Aseris Adibris. And you guys were Shoimeya, the Aseris Adibris. And did any nation ever, was any nation ever Shoimeya, the Aseris Adibris? Like you guys were Shoimeya. Something is up over here, right? Something is definitely up. Shmia, 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 Shmia. So we see that this idea of hearing, of being Shoimeya, is thematic of Kabbalah Satar itself. It's linked, uh, uh, it seems on a very basic, on, on, on a very root level, to Kabbalah Satar, accepting the Tarot Harsinai, also is linked very deeply to the concept of Shemiah. Yeah. Not just Yisrael. Not just Yisrael. So what is Shemiah then? What is Shemiah? And why is it so important? And why is it so intertwined 
with the whole exercise and the process of Kabbalah Satara. What is exactly Shmi'ah? That, that's the question, obviously, that's coming our way right now. And Shmi'ah is so inextricably linked and connected to Kabbalah Satara. What is Shmi'ah? Shmi'ah is much more than hearing. So we always translate Shmi'ah as hearing. Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel. Um, so Srili's not here tonight. If he was, I would say, here, <laughs> oh Israel. Uh, he's not in the room with us. But anyway, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so, so, uh, so Shema, we translate as here, oh Israel. Shmi'ah doesn't just mean here. No, Shmi'ah does not mean to hear. Shmi'ah means a lot more than here. The Gemara in Brachis learns from the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael a halacha. We learned a halacha from the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael. We learn, Shema Yisrael says the Gemara in Brachis, V'chol lashen sha'ata shemea. You're allowed to say Shema in any language that you hear. Uh, we can hear anything. You can hear anything, right? Shema means you can say Shema in any language you are Shema. It means you understand. But it doesn't just mean understand either. It means much more than understand. So first of all, you see from the Gemara, that Shema doesn't just mean the sound waves are vibrating the, uh, the, 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 the follicles that are in our eardrum and translating in our brain into, into, into um, information. It doesn't just mean your ears being active. It doesn't mean hearing. It means understanding, but it means more than just understanding as well. The halacha is, when the Gemara says you can say Shema in any language that you hear, it means any language you understand, but any language that you really understand. A language that, in order to say Shema in a language other than Lashon HaKadosh, the halacha actually is, you can say it in any language, but you have to really grasp the meaning behind each word. If you don't grasp the meaning behind the words, an approximate understanding doesn't work if you say it in a different language outside of Lashna Kaidish. Lashna Kaidish, you can say Shaman even if you don't understand a single word, because it's Hashem's language. If you say Shaman in any other language, you have to understand it, but you have to be able to process it. Shmiya doesn't mean to hear, so that's really a mistranslation. When we see that in the Sidurim, Shmiya doesn't really mean hear. It's not hero Israel. It's not even understand. Shmiya means to to process. To process. What's the difference between understanding and processing? Understanding means I, I know the translation, right? I know I, I know what you're saying. It's, I understand. I understand. It didn't it didn't go over my head. I understood what you said. Processing to process something means to get into the kishkas of what you're saying. To get into the kishkas, to get into the depth, the depth of what was really said. To absorb it, to internalize it, to really be one with it, and that can only happen if I got the depth of what you were saying, the implications of what you were saying, the, the full the full import of what you were saying, that's Rabbi what Shmiya is. So if you want to say Shema in another language, it has to be a language that you really, you know, it's not just that I, I can translate it, you know, word for word, but but I get the, what's the, you know, the meaning behind the first parak, the meaning behind the first, the second parak, 
the meaning behind the third parak, what are the themes in Shema, what's the depth behind the scenes in Shema, that's what Shemia really is. So again, we all know that you can hear something, but not necessarily have understood it. We all know you can understand something, but not really crack it open. The ultimate level of hearing is when you get inside into the depth of what a person is really saying, and you really pen- it, it, you penetrated his words, and the words penetrated you. In English, you know, we call that a subtext. There's something called a subtext. The subtext is is what he's saying on the surface, and what he's really saying. So, Lamashal, you hear a politician give a a campaign speech. So, there's many people in the audience that are only hearing what he's saying, and those are the people that get up and clap when everyone else gets up and claps. So they're only hearing. They're not really understanding. Then there's people understanding, oh, he said this about taxes, he said this about imports, exports, he said this about the border, he said this about about the economy. Okay, they understood. But then there's the people that are that are that are hearing and understanding and saying, Okay, he's he's avoiding this and he's saying this in a, in a, in, a, in an awkward way and he's choosing his words carefully over here and he is deliberately being ambiguous over there, that's Shmi, Rabbi Sai. That's Shmi. To figure out what a person's really saying. What is he really saying? As opposed to relying on, you know, your first impression. That's not Shmi. Shmi is when you get to the subtext. And everyone always has a subtext. What's he really saying? Zok's good, but Zok's dear. What are you really saying? Anyone, you know. You want to make a study of this again? You listen to politicians. Listen to politicians and a- analyze what they're saying. Is you think they're always lying, but they're lying very carefully and cleverly. And if you listen to what they're saying, again, there's listening, understanding, but but then shmia, processing, processing what they're saying, getting into the behind the scenes of what they're saying. That rabbi say is the shmia, understanding the significance of what's being said, the import of what's being said, and the inner depth of what's being said. <clears throat> and if I'm not holding by Shmia, then, you know, you're saying words, either they're going over my head or they're going through my head, even if it's just understanding, I I, I can't really process something, I'm sorry, I can't internalize something, I can't relate to something unless I cracked it open and I processed it, and we all know that, right? We all know that. Certainly anyone that's ever been to a yeshiva or a cheder or a Hebrew academy or whatever you want to call it. Anyone that's ever been to a higher institution of learning or a low institution of learning, a middle institution of learning. So, you know, a Rebbe gives a shear. Anyone ever been in a setting where a Rebbe is giving a shear? No. What? No. You've never been there? No, we're all here, man. Oh, oh, we okay. All right, L'chaim. Hi. So, um, <laughs> so everybody knows you can be in a shear and wow, it's amazing. It blows you away. How inspirational. And when you leave the shear, the shear stayed behind in the room. You left, and, and, and you left the shear in, on the other side of the door, right? Mm-hmm. You go back to life. It was so amazing, so inspiring. You only understood it. You didn't get to Shmiya. A Bachin Yeshiva knows if you really... Well, why do we go to... Well, you sit by your Rebbe in the Yeshiva. Why? Because you want a Mahal Halima. That's what they call it, right? A Mahal Halima. You want to learn how to learn. You only learn from a Rebbe how to learn if you do what? Everybody knows this trick in yeshivas. You gotta do what? Ask questions. You gotta ask questions, but you gotta do what? You gotta chazer. You gotta chazer. If you don't chazer what the Rebbe said, then you understood it, but it's gonna go right through you. If you chazer, you get the subtext. 
you get the depth, the meaning behind the scenes. And you start to ask yourself, why did the Rebbe ask this question, not that question? Why did he ask that question, not this question? Why do you give this answer, not that answer? Why do you say things in that this order, not that order? Why do you give this example, not that example? Ah, chap what he was saying, chap where he was coming from. I got into the kishkas of what he was saying. Then I can be moved, then I can be changed, then I can be affected by it. That's Shmiah, Rabbi Yisai. That's what Shmiah is. To get into the kishkas of what is what's being said, to penetrate it, and then it penetrates you. If a person doesn't get to Shmiah, it's not going to change him. And that's why Shema Yisrael's Becholosh and Sha'at HaShemeah, Kabbalah Zohamach HaShemayim has to change us. It only changes us if we really understand what we're doing. And we return to Yisroi. Vayishma Yisroi. Vayishma Yisroi. But before we return to Yisroi, you're not ready to return to Yisroi. Let's go back to Kabbalah Satoru. Kabbalah Satoru is all about what? Shmiya. We brought Pazik after Pazik after Pazik. Citation after citation that Kabbalah is all about Shmiya. Mina Shemaim. Hishmiyacha. Hishmato. As Koylecha. As Koyloi. Shemeya. Kabbalah Satoru is only meaningful if it's not just hearing. It's not just understanding. It's penetrating. It's penetrating. It's understanding what the Rebbein Shem wants. It's understanding the principles, the yesoidus, the logic, the beauty behind the scenes, the depth of the Torah, because it has to change us. It has to penetrate us. And what Akosh Baruch Hu did by Kabbalah Torah, he was mashmiya it to us. He said it over in a way that it penetrated. It penetrated and resonated. And that's why you have such an emphasis on this in Vashanon, that Kabbalah Torah is all about shmiya, 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 because Akosh Baruch Hu doesn't want us just to get up and applaud after every dibur, right? That's easy to do, right? You can imagine, imagine, and this would be the Republican National Convention or something, that's what Montero would have been, right? After every, everyone gets up, you know, standing ovation after every D-board. That's not even understanding. That's just hearing, right? That's just hearing. Wow, thunderous applause for the thunder and lightning by our Sinai. We can do better than that, but there's understanding. Oh, I get it, I get what that means. Sure, I get that. Kabek Zavicha, sure. If that's what Kabbalah's Torah would have been, we understood it, it would have been in one ear and out the other. We leave Kabbalah's Torah, we leave Mount Torah, we leave Harsinai, and we leave Kabbalah's Torah behind at Harsinai, like so many Tamidim who walk out the door and they leave the inspiration there in the Shirim. They left it at the table. They left it at the table. They left it behind on the table. You know what? When you leave the inspiration behind on the table, you can't even get five cents for it in Iowa. At least the bottles you could. Right? We leave behind all the bottles. The bottles, you can get a nickel for each of these bottles in Iowa, right? Maybe in Rhode Island also, never in Pennsylvania. But, um, what? New York, 30 cents. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's for I was asleep, sleep. But, uh, so at least that we leave the beer bottles behind this, you can get, you know, that's, you know, you can get something, you can get a nickel for that in Iowa. But, uh, in, uh, no, Vermont. But, um, you leave the inspiration behind, you bring that, you know, in Iowa, they're not going to give you anything for that. Because we only understood. Kabbalah Torah has to penetrate, has to change us, that's Shmiya. It was given in a penetrating, penetrating and transformative way. We got the subtext, we got the behind the scenes. What's the Torah all about? What does the want with all this? What does he want with all this? That's why Shmiya is so emphasized. That brings us back to Yisroi now. Vayishma Yisroi! The Torah begins, the parish of Kabbalah's Torah begins with Vayishma Yisrael. We would know on our own that Yisrael heard all these things. Why does it have to speak it out? The Torah says no fakir. The Torah is telling us why Yisrael came, what made Yisrael different, why indeed did he come? You know what made him different? Like Rabbeinu Shmuel was saying earlier, everybody heard, everybody 
knew, everybody knew about Kriyas Yamsov. I could have asked this as a question earlier. We'll ask this as a question now. Everybody knew about Kriyas Yamsov. Everybody knew about, about Milchamas Amalek. The Yisroi was the one that was Shoimeya. By Yishma, Yisroi. Really, if we want to read the Pazik correctly, the emphasis now, he lines up the Pazik, not by Yishma, Yisroi, by Yishma, Yisroi. Who's the only one that was Shoimeya? was Yisroi. The Hainu, everyone else heard it and maybe understood it. The Yisroi got into the kishkas of what these things really mean. What really happened over here? Let's take that one final step further. Okay, it's crunch time. We're going to have to crunch a lot in over here right now, okay? Hamolik pops up twice over here. Why is Hamolik pop up twice? In the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk. Pops up twice. In the beginning of the Pasuk, he heard about Milchemes Hamolik. In the end of the Pasuk, Rashi puts it again. Where's Hamolik in the end of the Pasuk? Where's the Pasuk at the end? Kol Asher Asa Lekim L'Mayshul Yisrael Amo. He pops in under the heading of everything that Hashem did for Mayshul Klai Yisrael. So that's where Amalek comes in the second time. What does it mean everything that Hashem did for Klai? So we're talking about the victory over Amalek. But the end of the Pasuk is talking about the fact that we won. We won. So you heard, ah, well, Hashkach HaPratis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. That was the Shemiah in the end of the Pasuk. That's the Nitzachim, the victory of our Amalek. So what did he hear in the beginning of the Pasuk? Vayishma Yisrael, what did he hear about Amalek in the beginning? Exactly what Rashi said. Milchemes Amalek. He heard that Amalek started up with us. He heard that Amalek started up with us. And Yisrael hears that Amalek starts up with us. There's two Amaleks that he hears about. He hears about the fact that Amalek started with us and the fact that we beat Amalek. Okay, so first of all, so far, it's all good. This uh, on its own already answers the question that we asked earlier. Why is he, what, what's Amalek doing there twice? Terrence says there's two incidents with Amalek. There's the fact that we beat Amalek, but the fact that Amalek came to battle us. Now, Yisrael had Shemiel. Yisrael heard that about Amalek starting up with us. That means there's something to chap over there. There's something deep over there. There's something penetrating over there that only Yisrael chapped. Everyone else sees Amalek starting up with this, this ragtag, uh, raw and rough nation that just came out of Egypt. What does everyone else say? All the nations will see this and they say, yeah, okay, those Jews, right? Everybody hates the Jews. Everybody, of course, of course Amalek started up with them, because everybody hates the Jews. Gaim here about anti-Semitism. Yeah, of course, everybody hates the Jews. That's not Shmiya. What's Shmiya? Shmiya is Yisrael hears about Melchamas Amalek. Yisrael hears about Yisrael says, "Okay, everybody hates the Jews. Why does everybody hate the Jews? What's going on with these Jews that everybody hates them so much? There's some depth over there. There's something penetrating over there. There's something going on in the Kishkas. Why does everybody hate the Yidden? So the Gaim don't go that far. The Gaim, of course, you know, everyone starts with because everyone hates the Jews. That's it. That that's good enough because that's fact. That's a mitzvah." That, that, that's all they need to they stop over there. Of course, there's anti-Semitism, swastikas, Rachman Islam, spray-painted incidents and attacks because everyone hates the Jews. Yisrael says, why does everyone hate the Yid? There's Shmiel. What's the subtext in that? And, and Yisrael chaps, there's something going on with the Yid. There must be something unique. It's a Klaiso that everybody hates them. There's something special over there. There's something unique over there. Something I'd better check out. By Yishma Yisrael. Yisrael is the only one that chaps. There's got to be something behind the scenes why everyone hates the Yidden. That's the shot in the two Amaleks, tw- tw- twice mentioned. One is the Milchama, and one is the victory. And the Vayishma is Dafka on the first one. That's where we find the Vayishma is Dafka on the first one. Because where everyone else is just, oh, of course, anti-Semitism makes perfect sense. Everyone hates the Yidden. Everyone hates the Jews. Yisrael says, no, there's got to be a reason behind that. And that's what inspires and induces him to come to the Midbar to check out Klaisalism. There must be something special about these people. Something very special about them. And this is why Yisrael is the introduction to Kabbalah's Torah by sight. Because the Torah is all about the Shemiah. We say, Akash Baruch Hu, 
We're not going to have a, a chance at Lumoid Ulamid unless there's a Shmiyah. Nasa Vinishma, not just about hearing, definitely even not just about understanding, it's about the behind the scenes. It's about Chazaring Shear. It's about the subtext. It's about what's the, the, the inner beauty, the inner depth, the inner sparkle of everything that's going on in the Torah. That's the Nasa Vinishma. That's why Yisrael is the perfect introduction to the Torah, because Yisrael Chaptis, it's all about the Vaishma. We shall be Zoycha. Lishmaya Lilmaid Ulamid Lishma Velasa is the kind of called every something. The Ahava, the Shabbos, the Shabbos, the kind of everyone.